0: Going on everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of This Your World Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Brown, aka Dane Allen, a.k.a. Uptown Jordan Brown, aka Big Buckets Brown. And I um, appreciate all the support that I got for the Father's Day episode. That was something different and I really felt like, um, I wanted to give Robert Brown, the respect he deserves, because the dude stepped in when he really didn't have to. And um, I know I appreciate him and everything he's done for my family, especially my mom's, you know, when they end up getting together. It was one of the things that we end up talking about, too. It's like you see a lot of relationships between step parents and step kids, and they did not like the best. Not the best at all, to be exact, and I, I'm just happy and blessed that I didn't have that experience. So we got we got along quite well. Ended up doing a lot of things together in the future. Um, from well, the future from, you know what I mean. Well, we probably will end up doing that too. They're doing some big things. Uh, my parents are older now, so it's like you you're getting in that phase of the relationship where you aren't a child anymore. <laughs> And he kind of let you know a little bit. But yeah, man, I was just happy to sit down and talk to him and just pick his brain on a few things and let him actually get in front of a microphone. It's something that I've actually been talking to him about. I feel like he has a a great radio voice and everybody says that. So hopefully when he retires and he's done working or whatever, you know, that might be my gift to him too soon. Uh, Probably pick him up a laptop and a few microphones, let him do his thing. But I feel like he has a voice, and I think that um a lot of people that checked out the episode had a lot of the good things to say about him, and you know he had a good message. But yeah, thanks for the support, man, and yeah, I appreciate it. But this week is something different. We are no longer watching basketball. We are no longer watching anything else on television. So for sports, I don't have much to talk about. Well, maybe the draft. So the draft was tonight, and I think the Bulls picked up Carter Jr at seven so that should be a good pick man i hope he does well with the bulls and i'm only saying that because i'm like a diehard bulls fan and that's the thing about chicago sports is you you get into these different cities and like the chicago fans are different man like we we be down for our teams and everything like that but for us it's like either we really really good or we really really bad sometimes like there's no in between But we don't treat the players like like shitty when that happens. In a way, I feel like that's a part of the whole uh, nature of Chicago athletics. Either um, we go love you or we just not go pay attention at all. And then the Bulls were like that early on in the 2000s. For the Baby Bulls from like 2001 maybe to maybe 2007, 08 when D. Rose showed up. So you kind of like see how we exactly right <laughs> so we like low-key just play like, all right man they they trash right now just leave them alone like we'll watch them niggas play later on though but right now they, they kind of going through it i feel like that's the thing i don't know i'm speaking from my experience at chicago and it's like either you cool with us or you're not so you just be like all right let them do their thing but yeah so hopefully you know i was talking to my boy He was saying, like, he's a good defender. He's a big Duke fan, so he knew a little bit about him. I didn't really get to see Carter do a lot at Duke. I didn't really watch a lot of basketball – well, college basketball this year. But he was saying how um, Bagley was ball dominant, so he didn't really get to see him do a lot. But Carter Jr. should be really good um, in the post. He's a stretch five, which I feel like is something brand new. I I want us to go back to getting a dominant center, like a big man. But, like – Who knows? you talk about people like Dwight, you see how he had a great career, and then he kind of just fell off a little bit, and you kind of want to get that type of dude to play, but I don't think Hoiberg can actually coach a guy like that, to be honest. Oh, what's up, Justin? I'm actually recording this podcast episode while I'm doing it on IG Live. I kind of do this every Wednesday or Thursday night, so you got to be on IG to check it out. That's why I say follow me at It's Jordan, bruh um underscore on Instagram and it's J-O-R-D-A-I-N. The I means I'm black. So you can check me out there. And you can actually check out the video of me recording and stuff too. But yeah, man. So hopefully Wendell Carter Jr. is the man and he can team up with Laurie. That'll be dope. Cause, you know, we get it like a Twin Towers type of thing going. And if Laurie's on offense and you got uh Carter on defense, that should be pretty dope. But um yeah, this week I have Derek Jones who's another Chicago comic. And he has a great story. And it's kinda interesting when I was talking to him, I got to get a vibe for exactly who he was and what he's been through and what he's doing now. You know, starting off as a CTA bus driver, I believe, you know, he was talking about how he did that for like seventeen years. And I was like, Man, so you were you were already in the mode of working a nine to five, you were already in that mode of getting a pension, having the insurance, having a great job. And then one important thing that he brings up in this episode is he talks a lot about his family. He talks about how when he had his family with him, you know, going through that deal with the CTA thing, everything was cool. Like nobody had a problem with that. And then when he decided, you know what? I think I'm gonna do something different. He had to face a few challenges and things like that. And I feel like that was very interesting only because it was like people weren't really okay with him doing that, and in a way, he kind of just took the gifts that he had, and he's successful. And that's another question that I asked him. You know, when you're being a creative and you're doing something totally different and something new that people haven't done before, haven't seen anybody do up close and personal, uh, it's one of those things where you get you get kind of judged a little bit. You know, people have things to say about you. People have doubts people might not support you but they may you never know and with Derek Derek that was really um that was really cool to hear his story to hear his measurement of success and you know um, him saying you know what success to me is just getting paid doing what I'm doing success to me is what I'm doing right now success to him is what it is you know and everybody has their own different gauge of exactly what success is. And I felt like that was very important to touch on in this episode only because he is an older guy. Um Derek is like 40, I think he started doing comedy at 44, so he's probably like 48 right now. Um and that was a surprise to me too. Like this dude got a lot going for him. He's doing so much different shit. It's like, man, bro, like you you only been doing this for four years, you know. He's hosting his own show at the Laugh Factory, and you can um check his shows out. And actually go follow him or look him up on Facebook, Derek Jones, D A R R I C K Jones, J O N E S on facebook and you'll be able to get all the updates for his shows and things like that um, but you'll be able to check out check him out there get all the information check out his, you can get tickets online check out his site there he talks about that here in the episode too and i felt like that was really dope man i um i kind of just really appreciated him taking the time to do this because he didn't have to you know you get into a time where you get really busy and you got a lot of stuff going on i actually had think he has a show coming up um tomorrow so you know we did this recording maybe wednesday and i thought like man dude like you ain't really had to do this and you did anyway so i appreciate that but yeah Derek, we talk a little bit about his material and everything like that and just where he gets it from it's it's a really good episode man i think y'all gonna like this because we cover a lot of different bases we talk about a lot of different things and um it's one of those episodes where it's very introspective coming from someone who um Who's building a brand Someone who's uh, Building a name For themselves Along with myself You know Talking about different things And just life Period You know I feel like this It's cool to watch people um, Come up at the same time As you in a way uh, I, I started maybe A year or two After Derek did And it's like, man, you are um, really making moves out here. And it's funny because I hadn't seen Derek for maybe a year or so. So when I first started comedy, I did I hit up his, his mics early on, his open mics. And I just was like, man, you know, um, let me go work on my own thing, work on my material and stuff like that. And then we end up reconnecting at one of his open mics a couple of weeks ago. And I just, hey, man, let me sit down with you, dog. Let me talk with you and um, catch up. And lo and behold, we end up recording this episode. So with that being said, I want you guys to remember our sponsor, ShopSMZ.com, has a pop-up shop coming up this week, um, coming up this weekend. If you go to my IG page, please go there, check it out. You'll be able to see the address, the time, and the date of the pop-up shop. So if you want to come out and support the podcast and also support ShopSMZ.com, com. Go and hit up the pop-up shop this weekend, people. I'll be there probably talking, cracking jokes, being silly or whatever that is for the uh, Boss Babes pop-up shop. (laughs) But yeah, man, let me know what you think. And uh, here goes the episode... That, that makes it makes more sense in a way like you can get into that mode of just this is what I'm supposed to do like you said a box of just having that nine to five and just working and like even for me now it's like I had a nine to f- I got a nine to five too I enjoy it pay the bills no yeah but you know I also enjoy just doing stand up and podcasts and stuff way more right <laughs> because it's actually something you want to do right and what what was it like like finding that structure and just putting it all together when she stepped out of that realm
1: man you know, it was it was um. For lack of better words, and I wanna say it was amazing, dude. It's like it's like magic. Mm. Actual freaking magic. It's 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 things come your way when it's like you be needing things and like (laughs) and like all of a sudden motherfucker will call you with exactly what What you you need. need. And it's it's just like you you really just gotta put yourself out there Mm. and and the right people to see it, but you got to put yourself in front of so many people and right. stuff like that. Like me, I do like numbers, right? Like when I do like my mm-hmm. um events, I write down times and dates of mm-hmm. who saw it, how many people saw it, at what time. Facebook 7.3 thousand people saw it at this time, the 7.5 mm-hmm. thousand, and then it I gauge when the post, and then I gauge when I promote how many people see it and come back, and then I look at the numbers to see if I'm promoting the right spots, right, right. And stuff like that, but then i hey. Teach me that. That's, had to learn that's something that. I had to learn, so that what I'm doing, I know it's reaching people and it's going out and stuff like that. And then I get like all the bottom numbers, so I know what numbers that I want to look at mm-hmm. and what numbers that I want to go up. Which is like um, this 194 on Eventbrite. I need that number to go up because right. see that's where the tickets are sold. Okay. So that means that 194 people actually went into my Eventbrite and read everything to buy a ticket. Now, from my experience, I know, because I done sold some tickets already, but I know the day before and the day of, that's when everybody buys the tickets. Mm -hmm. So that's when I raise the price. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta make your money. You gotta make your money. But that's the business aspect of it. But I had to learn all that. I didn't go to school for that. I had to learn all that by doing that. Trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. So this is like basically the stuff right now. With that, I do all day. And then I go out and do open mics. I do do a ton of open mics Mm -hmm. all the time. Just to stay sharp and stuff. And come up with new jokes and... To meet more people and for people to see me, you understand what I'm saying, to, oh, I saw you over at, I saw you over at, and things of that nature. And that keeps you in in people's mind. And like, case in point, I'm in a position right now that comics been trying to get in for years. I got a short laugh at you that I'm I'm over. Right. CEO. Yeah. You understand and, what I'm saying? And that's what I all put the, people on, take people off, right. pay people, don't pay people. Everybody going up there for a lotto spot. They signing up this week to try to get on for next week and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I ain't going to do nothing with me. I'm going to put you on the stage in front of a whole lot of people. You're going to make a whole lot of money for front right. of me. But all that came, you understand, from, I guess, the grind and the other people that saw what I was doing and like I said the magic dude I mean it's magic like if you would have asked me if I was gonna be doing a show at the Laugh Factory uh, back in January or February Laugh Factory me <laughs> they don't fuck with me right now was like they, they can't let me go I'm, I'm bringing too much business wow so now it's crazy so now it's like who's seeing that you mm-hmm. know what I mean who's seeing this show that me and Tony is doing and going like wow because every show is getting bigger and bigger and the last show you know like I said it was sold out mm-hmm. and we had no name I mean I don't, I don't, I don't, no, I don't like saying big, no name comics name. but 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 there was no big names all comics that come to open mics right I picked a few of them Tony picked a few of them everybody come to open mics Harold Bridges and there blah, blah, blah. and for the comics, because I'm all about comics first right. that, it was a great experience for them it was a great experience for them for their people to see them, the people came out to see them, for them to be on that stage doing jokes, at the laugh, like it's like it's like you've reached a certain level of pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Now, what they do with it after that, that's on them. Mm. But, but as far as that experience, they know what it is. You understand know what I'm saying? So you can go out and do uh, a, a lot of open mics with nothing but comics there, but in your mind, I the laugh LaughFact, I know this shit works and this thing, and the other, but you know, Gage Room and stuff like that. But you know, comics are people too, so I like if, you can make
0: comics laugh, and, man, you're good. And I'm sitting with Derek J. I don't know if you want to put your name yeah, Derek, Derek J. Derek J. A comic, comedian, businessman, promoter, <laughs> all these different things. And I just reconnected with you, what, uh, a week ago? At About a week ago. Mic. And yeah. just being able to sit down with you, man, it's, it's an honor because, um, actually, you you and uh, Rome's uh, mic was, like, the first mic that I had ever been to outside of going to Riddles. Man, and, good. And then just to... Be able to see, like, how much you've you grown, and myself with this, the podcast, yeah. and on stage is just, like, like you said, it is almost, like, magic, because I would never <laughs> thought, like, I would be getting people to be like, man, you know, you want to be on the show? You want to be on the show? It's just so quickly, you know? Well,
1: yeah, man, I mean, you're a good brother with good energy, and people that's doing something can understand other people that's doing something, and, like, always got the motto is that you can't be a success, or mm-hmm. you can't be successful unless you
0: help somebody else be successful. Be successful.
1: And I always put that on Facebook, but, but
0: it kind of, it's kind of the truth. Cause I, I feel like I live by way. that, like outside I live of comedy in real life too. Right. <laughs>
1: right, right, right. Outside of comedy in, in, in real life. I actually live by that. I, mm-hmm. I try to help everybody be successful. Mm-hmm. That's why I share everybody's posts that, that uh, I have to say it like this my God puts on my heart to share their post, because, mm-hmm. you know, I can't share everybody's
0: nice post, because there ain't be no space for my brother. Right. Right. that's true. I, I mean, think about that sometimes right. too. If it's right. retweeting something, liking something on Facebook, right. I think about like, what? are they going to be mad if I do this? like, you know what? Fuck it, I just have to explain it to them when yeah. I see you,
1: Right, right.
0: I just do what God put on
1: my heart to do, man. And, you know, it's, I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain I can just say it's beautiful and it's magic, man. It just, mm-hmm. just, it works. It
0: works for me. So. so what's it been like these last two, maybe a year and a half, I would say, that was the last time I saw you. Oh, and man. And just so, like watching your growth with your different show, like you said, The Laugh Factory already. And, right, and, right. you know, how did that happen? And, and like, what else has been going on with you? Man? We had The
1: Laugh Factory now. Okay, so I want to tell you like a quick story, like a long story short. So I first started doing comedy. It was like 2013. Uh, I, I went for CTA for 17 years. Oh, wow. First show I did, I... I quit the job, took all my little pension money, and I just started throwing shows. So, um, it was called called the Naughty Comedy Showcase. When I first came out, my name was Dirty Naughty. Dirty. (laughs) So, all the old comics, well not the old comics, I mean, but all the comics that knew me at first, they still called me Dirty Naughty. So, from then, um, I've been just putting on shows, and when I couldn't put on the show, I would go to do open mics. I've always tried to have a mic under my belt, whereas I can have a place for comics to come mm-hmm. and a place for me to work out, and then so after that, I uh, started working with another friend of mine, and we had Kill the Crowd comedy competition, mm-hmm. and that was on the north side, because I started out on the south side. Now I'm on the north side, and then from there, I'm at the Lab Factory now, with uh, my man Tony T. So it's like every year, it and it's been three years every year it's like getting better and better and better so at first I was like losing money and then I started making like $3 I think I make three one one (laughs) year for real money is money for real (laughs) and then after that you know it's just been it's it's been growing
0: and when you get to that point where you just get paid you just be so happy like in a way when I first started I I didn't like I said I didn't expect it to be a year and a half two years in and be like okay we want to pay you to do comedy right so what do you do when you get to that point where you didn't even, did you expect to make the three, $3? three You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, when you no. first thought, no, you're like, oh, I no. think I'm gonna get some, I'm gonna get paid, I think no. I'm gonna get some money, I think, right? Hey, well,
1: this might sound crazy. I'm not money driven.
0: Mm it's not crazy at all because I feel like in a way we go to work because we know we need to survive and make right. money and you just get into that habit of alright gotta go to work gotta, right. do I really love what I'm doing and, you right. know, but when you start doing that comedy stuff I think if you're gonna be really good at it you gotta be able to do it for free
1: right and see I mean I only made $3 cash true enough but the experiences and the people I have like, met are priceless like, like that's what's carried me today because mm-hmm. if, if it was about the money I would have quit a long time ago, and I wouldn't be able to laugh at you now. You know what I mean? Mm. I would, I would, right? I would be miserable right now, real. somewhere working for the public. <laughs> <laughs> for real, man. I mean, you still
0: working for the public?
1: No, man. I'm not. The public is working for me.
0: Ah, so how did you get that? How did that shift?
1: <laughs> it's it's all a mentality thing. Mm. I mean, I mean, doing comedy, even though, trust me, anybody that's listening, I want you to laugh at my jokes. Really? I, I really do but I do my jokes with me
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm on that stage I'm I'm, I'm by myself you on know, that stage so, it's so like golf <laughs> so I gotta I got find a human for me so for me it's like you know uh, maybe you just not my audience or mm-hmm. something like that but I know you know there's a group of p- people it's millions of people out there that will be my audience that love my humor right. I haven't um, came across that as, as far as people not like about humor mm-hmm. but the methodology I use is is I'm I'm not trying to impress you.
0: Real, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I was <also laughs> going like, like, be like a
1: bad thing to think about, but but that's what makes my jokes funny because
0: just talk it in a way.
1: People don't like like happy stories. It's <laughs> <laughs> true, especially I'm I do not know especially on the south side and and like with a real rude crowd. Mm. Oh, they want you to be like like really rude. rude. That's why I could be like just just off the cuff just myself and they love it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, love it. I mean, it freaks me out how much. Like, yeah, you people are masochistic. <laughs> I don't think you're masochistic. I just feel
0: like that's just the environment in the way. Like, no, I was talking about certain crowds, though. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just like for me being on stage, the idea is to be able to have a conversation. Right. I'm up there talking for me, but I'm also going with the laughs and everything like that. But when you talk about being in front of folks, like people look at me like Oh man, he ain't he ain't nothing. He ain't gonna be mean or nothing. But if you step on my toes, I gotta react a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta know how to talk. You gotta know how to deal in certain situations. Right. And you get to let everything go when you're on stage in front of those crowds. I actually enjoy it when you especially the black crowds. That's that's one thing that I feel like um, might scare people away from doing stand-up.
1: I oh, no, know, man. You need that.
0: Because when you're in front of those crowds, you know you're going to get judged. You know they're going to talk shit about you and everything. But if you have a good set, you can keep going. And, and like, it's just a great experience, man. But I love the black crowd. And, and, and I wish we had more of it. I hope we can get more of those crowds together. Man, just the... go to the south side, man. Just get off the north side. I'm talking about on the regular, like, all the Go time. Go to the South Side. They got Go. shows on the South Side all the time,
1: just like they got shows on the North Side. I started out on the South Side. My first two years of me doing comedy, I was mm-hmm. on the South Side. Wow. I just came to the North Side about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I just came to the North Side. So, you know, I just started meeting, like, all these other ethnicities of comics and stuff like that. Like, I knew all the comics on the South Side, you Mm -hmm. know, when Jokes and Notes was open. I mean, Mm -hmm. Jokes and Notes was our home. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, it was really not a reason to go North when we had had Jokes and Notes.
0: And then closed right when it first started. (laughs) Yeah,
1: there was was no reason. So, you know, I threw all my shows on the South Side and and everything like that. So Mm -hmm. now, you know, I'm I'm actually bringing, if you check my event, right, South Side Comedy to the North Side. I say that because now my um, audience follow me from the south side. Now they're coming to the north side. So you, so you're gonna see black people at my shows. Mm-hmm. A lot of black people at my shows. You're gonna see Asian now. You're gonna see white. And, I mean, Latino. Yeah, got a great Latino follower. Mm-hmm. So, man. So yeah. But go to the south side. Trust me. I mean, take you. You know, your concealed carry, but <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's real. <rude. That's>
1: <laughs> I guarantee you, you're gonna have a great time. They got plenty of places on the South Side for mm-hmm. you to do comedy. And, and it's, it's gonna be the
0: grind. But. No. That's it. <laughs> it's gonna so be the grind. But, uh, I mean, like, what was it like for you starting out? Because I feel like you probably started at a different time period than I did.
1: Oh, yeah, see, I didn't start until I was 44. Oh, wow. Right, I'd be 48 in September. Oh yeah, I'm old as crap <laughs> is,
0: Black actually, don't crack, check my Facebook. I look good though I thought you had been doing comedy for longer than that No, I just
1: started doing comedy Wow. I just started doing comedy mm-hmm. So yeah, so it was rough yeah. It was rough when I started Because I, I remember my first plugger And I just went back last week And found it And when I just came out Because I didn't know any anybody in the comedy industry mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody I just put the plugger out And started uh, promoting it and then so, like, from all these comics that I know today <laughs> who were friends, but back then it was like, who in the hell are these fucking-ass niggas coming up with this comedy show? <laughs> who is these people and this, that, and the other? Because they've been doing comedy for years yes. and stuff like, 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 you know, who are these people? The nerve in them to just throw a
0: show yeah.
1: and put a show together, and they ain't got nobody on it that's in the clip. <laughs> Nigga, I ain't know nobody. That's
0: not If you don't know anybody, it's really hard to start. And then to have the balls to do that, though.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. I had big balls. And then, then, too, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I I ain't going to lie. I had big money, so you really can't say nothing to me. Mm -hmm. I'm paying for everything. Mm -hmm. This is who I am.
0: That's real. That's real. (laughs)
1: And and I was bringing out a crowd, right? Mm -hmm. I was bringing, like, 100, 150 people to see people that nobody, nobody knew <laughs> who they were, right? right? But I was bringing out a crowd. So I would always say, well, you know, you weren't on the plugger. Mm-hmm. So apparently wasn't nobody come to see you, you. anyway. The, so. the, 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 the roughing line, ain't nobody coming to see you. Right, me, right. I had the David <laughs> Ruffin, <laughs> I didn't tell nobody that. I just thought that. I'm very humble, believe
0: it or not. I mean, I feel like you got to be humble when you do stand-up or any art, to be honest, because you're putting yourself out there and your work out there. Like, I did an episode with a uh, journalist. Okay. And she wrote like a profile piece on something that happened, an incident that happened on our university's campus about like racism and all this stuff. Right. And she did not expect people to react the way that they did. And it's different when you're writing something because you're putting it on the internet and it's there forever. Right. (laughs) Right. Everybody can see it. When you have a bad set, you can kind of shake that off and just leave. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Yeah. That set
1: stays that group of people. Until they get in the car, and after that, then I ain't thinking about you no more. In the way. Until they see you again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, or you trying to say the joke, it don't like, work. don't work.
0: Try that last time, but it shit right. didn't work. Why are you doing right. it Right, why are you doing it again? <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. But, I mean, at 44, to just take that leap, man. what was it like? Because I know you probably had people, why okay. are you doing that? Not even talking about just putting on the show. What it was
1: like, um, it, was, it was everything all at once. Hmm. It was everything all at once. It was uh it was uh, uplifting. Mm. I'll, I'll say that it was mind-opening. Um, it was scary. Mm. Uh,
0: it was lonely. <laughs> okay. People don't understand why uh, you're doing that, or even what's the point if you had all this success and you made all this money. You gonna do this? Like yeah, people right. really don't get it.
1: Right. It was uh, had to go against. Um, a lot of family values.
0: Really? Oh yeah, man.
1: I had to go against a lot of family values. Cause see, in my family, I was a, uh, I was the one that, uh, you know, that made it mm-hmm. type of thing. Just
0: achieved success. You right understand now.
1: what I'm saying? It's like it's like I'm I'm one of the people in the family in the upper echelon of people that you can say for for a mother or father. You know, my son did this. My son mm-hmm. went to college, or mm-hmm. my son did this. I was I was that guy. Mm-hmm. I was that guy. So, for me to just uh, do all that, it was kind of like a, a, a lot of people took it as a slap in the face as far as what they wanted. You understand what I'm saying? You make me well, want to go, I got to
0: call my mom. And okay. Well, of course.
1: But, you know, I had to explain to people and I don't explain myself over and over again is that it's not about what you want if you really love me. It's about what do I want for myself. Mm-hmm. And you should love that too. I mean, I was everything that you wanted me to be, before, per se. Before and, I and, made that and, decision. And, and right, right. And I did that. I was committed to that ideology, but that wasn't my idea. That was that—that mm-hmm. that was an idea that you put in my head that I knew I can do, and right. I did, and I did it well, and I did it greatly. Mm-hmm. So can't nobody say that even if tomorrow, you know, um, I don't have anything, that... I couldn't do it. I didn't do it. I wasn't a person that had a work ethic Mm. or that I was lazy or or any other stigmatism that you may put on a person that you see that's begging for money on the street from you. You can't put that because me at my lowest day when I was doing that was better than 90% of the people that's listened to this on their best day. Mm. And I left all that to start all over, to start a business, a basis, a brand from nothing, which I believe is, is more more um obtainable to me than what I had before, you know, which shows more of who I am and what I can right. do. You understand? And and,
0: and and I think again, I you not only you just saying like family values, but even societal norms. It's just oh like, yeah. nobody is like I don't think people grow up being like, man, I wanna be a stand up comic. Because in some cases I don't even think some people know you can do that. And you it's hear, that an option. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever tells you that you can do that. It's, it's not an option growing up, mm. especially me. I was born in
1: nineteen, um, I was born nineteen seventy. Oh yeah, I'm a comic that stutters too sometimes. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I had to overcome that shit. Really? Anyway, or just make it work. But so I was coming up. The only options was, you know, of course, like doctor, lawyer, <laughs> mm-hmm. fireman, or something like that. You know, uh, I was black, so president was never an option. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's not what they told us in the 70s you, know, you need to be a doctor lawyer uh, something. go work for the steel mill uh, go work for the city you understand what I'm saying that's, that's what um, was ingrained in me there was nothing about the arts and stuff like that or being a comic or being a musician or, or anything like that that, that would have been um, shunned upon in At a way, time. you know, what I'm saying? It's like, well, if you're going to do that and you're not going to do what I want you, what I want I want you, to, you to do, then, then I don't want you to be around. No, 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 no. no. You could be around, but you pay for your own college.
0: That's right. And, and it's a viable
1: option for most you people. You pay for your own college. You pay for this, you pay for that. And then it's like, you know, that what I call slave mentality. I know this is going to go crazy. Mm. But it's, it's like um, now they want the child to be what they want. Um, the child to be and to be great at it so that they can go back to their friends and brag, and, and then other mm. people in the family and brag and say, look what I, I did. did instead of asking the child, what is it that want you to? want to be? And a lot of us get caught up in that.
0: I think it's one of those things that people put the expectation on you or right. from the outside looking, I think even for me in my life and thinking about it, I was good at football, but because I knew Playing football would get me to college, and yeah. there was a chance that I could play girls all that. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> no, it, it, was, it, it was, right. was a perk, but right? It was a perk. At the same time, even with the Father's Day episode we just did, I never felt that pressure from family that this is what you gotta do. This is what it is. I was just like, damn, I'm Man. good at it. I'm good at it, so why not?
2: Right, keep right. doing
0: it. But with comedy, I think it's it's mind blowing to hear you say that when you started at 44. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> the reach of a family I, look, look. and your parents—you know, stuff like that. I
1: understand. That, I understand. That. I mean, at forty-four, I mean, yeah, you know, I had all that car, you know, jewelry, trips, all that. You know, I mean, I mean, all that. And I was looking. I was. I was actually at work, and dreading being at work. And and I said, if you don't do it now,
0: when do you ever do it,
1: you, you ain't gonna do it.
0: Hmm. It just
1: clicked. Because no no, I'm telling you, I saved lives, dude. Because 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 I was about to run some people over.
2: <laughs> you know
1: what I'm saying? I would've been on the news. Like like the lady on the train, they went up the escalator. Mm-hmm. No, she was tired of working. <laughs> she she should have been an artist, okay? Mm-hmm. She this? she should have been an artist. So you know it was like, yeah, man. I mean, I just I ain't see it. Things didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Didn't make sense. And I know. Uh, my God-given talent gift was comedy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, on a spiritual level, I looked at that as like, you know, I'm slapping God in the face for not using what what he's giving me. And he already told me, for all you Bible people, that he'll take care of me as long as I follow his word. Mm -hmm. And it's been three years, and he's been taking really good care of me. (laughs) And I'm at the laugh factory now, but that's just between me and my God. I ain't trying to change you. I'm just telling you what God is doing in my life. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, so... I'm good.
0: That's real. I got her. It's all on faith. Faith based, faith driven. Gotta respect that. Right. And I think it's just like a in a way, it's if if you if you even say in terms of religion or spirituality.
1: Right, spirituality.
0: What have you done before? You know, what you've done before should would probably not deter you from doing comedy. So what I'm saying is so you did (laughs) you worked your ass off and you were successful, whatever so it's like so if I could do that, why wouldn't I be able to do this? Or is that or am I thinking this my my thinking all same
1: train of thought. I mean (laughs) everything led me to actually make that leap. Mm. Actually make that leap. I mean, it's one thing because people are in that position of of having money, job, security, it's easy for them and I found myself doing it when I would see other people who weren't as, as fortunate. I would actually, the words or things in my mind would be like, why don't you go get a job? Why don't you try to do something for mm-hmm. yourself? Why don't you do this and why don't you do that? But it's easy for a person to say. Or, when they or, or, appear, or, 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 Right. And when then you appear. You, you feel appear, like you're looking down. And then you look, Right. You understand what I'm saying? And, or, or why don't you create a job, but do this and do that and blah, blah, blah. And so I've always believed in the philosophy, but I've never been in a position that I had to mm-hmm. use it.
0: So you finding out you had skills you didn't even know you had well, in
1: the I got skills that I've always knew I had, but I've never had to use them. You know, they like dormant. Mm-hmm. I knew that they were there. Um, as, as far as the skills, all that comes from my faith in uh, what I believe in that I'm doing. And the fact that it's really so easy if you don't know something to seek out the information and find it I'm out to learn and, and then and, and learn and teach yourself how to do and it. it. And then apply it. And then that's, that's all it is. Application. Everything I know about, you know, i learned and I applied and then took it and reapplied it and did this and did that. What worked I kept, what I didn't, I, I stopped doing.
0: Mm. That's deep, man. Because... I, I think it's one of those things where we live in this information age where we got so, so much shit at our right fingertips and... On your phone. Everybody Google got a it. phone, you know. Like, <laughs> but like some people are so ashamed to be like, I had to look this up to learn how Man, to do that. It's I looked like up everything. And that's the crazy thing. Like it's times, I'll be at the crib. My girl like, what you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how to do this podcast. And stuff. trying to figure out what I need to post is what can right. I use to make this easier? Like right. you said. Or even uh, I was just having a conversation with my little sister. She's like, we need more likes. How can we get these likes? I'm like, well, you can look up time. Like you showed me the sheet. When can I post this? One or more people on, on the it, internet? Different times. When, and you can get so much traction for different things. It might seem slow at first, but...
1: No, it will really seem slow be, at first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is going to be slow at first, to be honest. It is. It <laughs> is.
1: But when, <laughs> when that time comes, then it's going to be rushing mm-hmm. after you. Case in point, I don't know why. And I've been asking everybody, have you been in, like a lot of friend requests? A lot of friend requests. I've been getting like a ton of friend requests. Mm-hmm. Of course I'm like, yeah, it's that stuff. I want you to make a video. no <laughs> Delete, 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 right. delete, delete. But then I'm going into it. These are actual people, actual who profiles. You out, who see me out things. who are actually requesting to be my friend. Now mm-hmm. that only just happened, so I thought it was something weird. So I started inboxing people. And they were like, no, nah, blah, blah, blah. Are you a real first person? Right. I did, I can show you. They're like, no, 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 no. I'm here, blah, blah blah I saw your profile, this, that, and the other. i um, I be coming to Chicago, I'm doing the show. They send me the show, blah, blah, blah. Come on through, whatever, blah blah blah, wow. blah, 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 I was like, wow. And that's just that's just how it happened. That's just how I'm I'm just at home chilling and all of a sudden everything just happened. So I would say, yeah, at first it'd be slow, but one day, oh my God.
0: It just takes off.
1: For real. It's like, you know, when when you start going to places and then people be like, oh that's dairy, blah, 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 he blah blah blah. Mm. Right, when before it nobody see me. Right. But you know, you gotta put yourself out there and keep a good spirit and treat people right, man. Mm.
0: That's I feel it. like that's like your bottom line. <laughs> treat Always trying to right. help people. Always
1: try to help people, man. Always try to help people. And don't be looking for nothing in return. I mean I don't I, be looking for nothing in return.
0: I think especially people. immediate. When you put that expectation on anything, and I was just thinking about that on the way here, it's just like, what is your expectation with comedy? You know, for me, I was just pondering stuff and, like, be successful. And then you have to break that down even more. What is, what's success, you know? like That's what's, your own definition. <laughs> and that was, that was going to be my next question for you. <laughs> right.
1: As, me, personally, mm-hmm. um, I'm successful.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm successful right now, sir. I'm <laughs> successful right now, now... To me, um, it's kind of like, I put it to you, like, grade school. hmm And I already did uh, K through 8, and I graduated. So now I'm in high school, so I'm starting all over. Right. That don't mean that the grade school years don't count. Yes, <laughs> you know I'm saying? I'm successful right now. Now mm-hmm. I'm starting all over. So, like, I'm a small fish in a big, big pond. pond. You know, so after I keep growing it in this pond, and then I go... Th- to the next level i mean it's going to be a constant reinvention of myself so yeah i'm i'm successful right now
0: i didn't expect you to say that right off the bat but you got to think highly of yourself and able to keep even moving forward to be right. honest too. um i think one of the things that you probably don't even notice that people are watching do one thing i admire about you do is like you like you like a dope dad and you balance both of these like you balance okay. the, like like, like being able to start something over all over again and then balance real life with that and then like what you're trying to build I like I think that's just fucking cool man and I walked in that was the first thing I said to you happy father's day because I really mean that shit man like I I appreciate that and that's one that's one of the questions that I always ask people you know what is it like balancing your everyday life with everything that you're doing too outside of that realm of things
1: man uh my everyday life is kind (laughs) of hectic So actually, comedy is my therapy. it's like my escape. Wow. It's like I go do comedy to get away from my everyday life mm-hmm. so' it's, it it makes comedy even that much more needed in my life right. um as 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 far as my daughter and everything like that, and I have a great support system with that um, even if, even if that broke down, we as people. Anything that we want to do, we find a way to, to do it. Though. I don't care what it is. I don't mm-hmm. care if your arm's broken, your leg's broke. If you want to get to that corner, you're going to get to that corner. So comedy is, is my thing. My family is my thing. Those two things, I'm going to always do what I can to take care of. And I do the best I can. And things I always, I always got another model. Things that I can take care of, I can. Things that I have no control over, I let it go. I don't, Just, I don't
0: stress it. Did you have the work to get to that point? Yes, or? <laughs> I did.
1: Yes, I did. When um, I was younger, in my 20s, uh, I used to worry about everything. My hair And my hair started falling out when I was 24 from my uh, stress. Mm. I used to see a therapist, all that. And uh, so, I, I made a conscious decision that things that I couldn't control because I used to worry about my credit and paying a bill late and blah, blah, blah. I was, I was that guy mm. in my 20s and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, well, you know, it's late, so... <laughs> <laughs> but it's,
0: it's life though. There ain't nothing and,
1: I can do about it. You, <laughs> you know
0: what I'm saying? And when you it's understand like, that, I think you get to right. that point where you, you you kind of not, you become relaxed when it comes to that thing because you realize, and, and, I, and you might be the oldest person, or yeah, you might be the yeah. oldest person I sat and talked to, and it's just like, yeah, right. man, like shit could get hard, but like, yeah. <laughs> be like, can right. I help no, this or can I not? Right. <laughs>
1: Besides that, you can't think properly in a crisis situation if, if, if you you're all over the place. And, and, and no, you can't. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. You're going to kill yourself trying to save the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which Just, doesn't make sense. It's
0: right. yes, true. true.
1: That's why they say on the airplane, I, I like this example, it's like the airplane is going down, that you put your oxygen mask on first. Before you put on your child, because mm-hmm. if you try to put on your child and you can't do it, that means that you done put, killed kill the child and, he and killed not you. You So take care of yourself first, then you better take care of the child and probably somebody else. Mm-hmm. But if you're struggling with the child and then you pass out, well, the child definitely mm-hmm. gonna
0: die. Right, because you. So take even care, help yourself. I understand.
1: It, but our first thing is to say, I'm gonna have to take care of this. second. No, no, take care of you first,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then from when you're taken care of, then you can take care of that and then some.
0: Wow. I never thought about it that way. But but that is the
1: instructions. <laughs> make sure you put right. your mask on first. Right, and they do it for a reason. I and mean, be selfish, but you know, it's about the overall over good. I think
0: the the bigger picture. The bigger picture. What can you really do to help yourself first, and then right. worry about helping other people? Right. So, I mean, other than the journey, what else you got going on? I know you got shows and stuff coming. Up. I wanted man, to get you trying to plug that.
1: I'm, I'm telling you, man. Uh, this right here, uh, as far as comedy is is like it's been taking me in so many different directions like i just did a play Mm. uh in january It was my first play uh two shows it was sold out uh they got me doing acting now i'm in a couple movies right now Mm. Um, i wait for them to call me back to do the parts but you know we read the script uh we shot like one scene so it's like it's it takes you into so many direction like I wanted to be a stand-up comedian right but in order for me to do that I had to be a stand-up comedian I had to be a promoter
0: what? you <laughs> I, gotta wear I had, had to be
1: the, the guy that I got the venue I had to be the guy that, that, that made the contracts I had to be the guy that do this and do that all so that I can get on there and just be a stand-up comedian mm-hmm. And then I had to promote myself and I had to promote other shows. So, so it's like after to wear well, like a lot of hats and do like a lot of other stuff that has nothing to do with the actual stand-up part. But for me to do the stand-up part, which enables me to help other people, because see by me helping myself, I was able to help other people to do the stand-up part too. Mm-hmm. So they ain't got to do all that that I do.
0: Don't I have understand. as much responsibility. Right. They
1: know all you got to do as a comedian is just come there and worry about your set and do your set and have a great time. All the stuff that goes into the whole month before the show and stuff mm-hmm. and that I do here with these numbers none and writing. Y'all ain't got to do none of that. You ain't <laughs> even thinking about none of that. Or that. Oh, real.
0: That's real. So, <laughs> real I, talk
1: though. You got to appreciate <laughs> you for
0: that. You got to appreciate. Because, like, when I saw you doing all the different mics and everything and then you right. got the show, I was just like, wow. This dude's putting in a lot of work in right. what he's doing. And I got to say, that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to get you on here. Just can you walk us through that type of right. situation? Like, Anybody, you can do do it. Okay. Anybody can do it. Okay.
1: Anybody can do I just put myself out there. I mean, I just actually put myself out there. You know, I, um, I go out. I talk to people. I do mics. I talk to other comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk to owners um have just a general conversation.
0: And what is that type of what is that conversation like? Do they have to see you first or do you just hey man, you know, you ever had stand up comedy here or you know. Hey,
1: oh, oh, oh. Um when I'm dealing with a new owner, mm-hmm. oh, well yeah. I I I go in, I check the space out, uh I see if they got a place for a mic cuz see in order to do that, they got to have like either their own sound system or then I got to bring a sound right. system. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of hard to find like the right spot sometimes. And then uh but yeah, the uh, thing is, is that the first show I do for you is free, and I, and I take an off night, like a night where you ain't got nobody else in here, mm-hmm. and I do that show for free, and you'll see what I do is by me showing
0: and proving, right.
1: And then after that, if you want me to continue to have shows here or anything like that, we can discuss a business plan.
0: And how is that? <laughs> Yeah. I, want, I want a real good story. I want a real bad story. Oh, no, no, no,
1: no. I've, I've had nothing but good stories Success. because because if uh, it doesn't go the way that I want it to go, then I'll leave.
0: Well.
1: Right. You have to understand, I have just as much power as the owner does.
0: And you coming in. Yeah, I mean, that status plays I, a lot I, of it, too. I, I have just as much power as you do.
1: Actually, more because now I'm bringing people in.
0: And I'm making you money. And I'm yeah. making
1: you money. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, if you don't want to understand, I'll I, I take it elsewhere. But I've been doing this for a while, and I do have a track record. I do have a track record that, you know, is digital now, so I can show you. I got videos and everything. Right. This is All the stuff I've done with other people in this day and the other. And, like, any owner that I've left um, has been for the same reason to whereas I was bringing in people, and then they wanted to change the deal. And because they, I guess, felt like they underchanged Shortchanged themselves because mm-hmm. they thought they didn't They'll think I was going to do it, but what I said was. I was going to do it. it's going to be what it was going to be right. and then so now they want to ch- change the deal. I was like no <laughs> and I said well I'll tell you what we just won't do it and I've done that countless times and countless times that I've done that I stuck to my morals and my values and my virtues and, and countless times I didn't know where the next spot was so coming from
0: you just knew that you had to do but, it because once you do but, it once you just start but
1: it came it yeah. came another spot came and then that spot would work, and then if it didn't work, then another spot would come. Mm-hmm. Because when you're out here, even though like I didn't know it, but everybody's watching what you do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They don't say that they watch, but everybody's paying attention. What you're doing. And then other owners are watching what's going on at that owner's bar, Like, why? How? How John getting all these people in on on this off night? Then they uh-huh. send spies down. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, he got Derek. Sure. Oh, Show. the one right. I okay, to change the one. Deal He ain't down there no more. All mm-hmm. right. Can you get in touch with him? You mm-hmm. <laughs> know, I'm getting a phone call from some other owner. Right. Who's like, well, yeah, can you, uh, uh yeah, I'm having a blah, blah, blah. <laughs> What do you call me? So can you, you think you can come back? <laughs> I've had those calls. Right. Or those inboxes uh, on uh, on Facebook. Facebook. So, yeah. So, you know, it's like, you know, just put yourself out there and believe. And I mean, like I said, don't expect nothing in return. So everything you get, you appreciate.
0: Mm-hmm. Material, man. I, I feel like yours is more family oriented. You talk about a lot of family. It is Something like that. I mean, what, 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 what are your focus on? What are you? I feel like when, when I write something new, it's always something that I'm stuck on. I'm trying to get it all out, get the bad ideas out, and then come right. up with something. put it together. I, I, I don't know. Right. Well, like well what your method is. Well, but.
1: my. My new method is is that I try to be as comfortable on stage as I can. So, I I try to talk about myself and my family. Mm-hmm. When I first started doing comedy, of course, uh, I was terrible. I bombed <laughs> consistently. Yeah, that's true. But I had enough money to keep putting myself back up there, because yeah. well, nobody else gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that I can keep bombing until I got better. Like like if I was the average comic that that couldn't put on shows and I had to subject myself to actually being at the mercy of being liked by somebody else, so I can go on their mic and stuff like that, I probably wouldn't have made it uh, as, I guess, um, I probably wouldn't be where I am today mm. as fast because of the fact that I, I, I was so bad. And I needed to practice. And I knew that was nobody gonna let me practice because not nobody gonna let me be bad on their stage mm. type of thing.
0: So you that's, had to, you had to right. get on stage somewhere. That's
1: why like you've been in my rooms. I'm like, you can be bad here. This is where we develop jokes. Right. This is where I want everybody, that comic that's that's like the worst of the worst man just come on down here and let's work it out and get better and better and better because that's, that's what
0: i that's been your whole motto since i know you one. right when i first came in i think you guys had one in high park yep the then Falcon i went Inn. to the one of north and i yep. actually went to a different one of I and mean, you came to a few mics that i was yep. at and you did push that and i think that helps comics become more comfortable right and everything like like where'd you get that idea from or, or is it just something that you felt? hey i needed this so maybe exactly. somebody else. would okay.
1: Exactly. That's why I got the idea from, because of the fact that I needed it. And I, and I know it's a needed structure, and I know that nobody's really pushing it like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, once the word gets out, then, you know, more comics will come, because the mic is a place where you can feel comfortable, and where that's, that's where the magic happens for comics. You know what I'm saying? Even though we might do the same joke three times that night on three different shows, it won't be done exactly the same, same way. way, you understand? Like a word would be changed or or an audience members might interject something that, you know, you might go you off a little react. bit and then come on back and this, that, and the other. So, you know, that's why, you know, you have to be comfortable with the joke and comfortable with yourself.
0: That's why I kind of got away from recording all the time. I feel like when right. you're trying to figure something out, it's best to just talk it through one mic. Okay, talk, talk through, through the another. next one, and okay, right. once you get it to where you want it to be, then you might you talk to twelve
1: mics <laughs> to get to the final product.
0: But yeah, I, I, that's that's another thing. Like I said, I just I think that's a dope method to have as far as like pushing other young comics to yeah. try to, and everybody, and and it felt that way in your room. Like I like right. the thing you got with the bell, bell right?
1: Like <laughs> Everything, man. It's, it's it's an interactive show, very interactive. That because you no, know, you know, we get a lot of comics, but that keeps the, even the comics somehow. You know, paying attention more and stuff, right. and they want to hit the yeah, bell, yeah. and it's more like family-oriented, and, and then the people that's down there that, that's seeing the show, is like, you know, these people are having a really good time, time. here. Right. And then, so the few audience members, a little five or six people that come, but, you know, it's a small space, they're having a good time, then they tell more people, and then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we had that one show where it's like, it, it was too many people down there, and I was like, God, damn, I'm, it's too many people. <laughs> <laughs> <True>. <laughs> it's too many people. Too many people. So, yeah, but, you know, I'm all about comics. I'm all about comics. I'm all about comics and comedy. Everything else is going to fall in place after that. Mm.
0: What's the next move, man, other than the shows? Man, I don't know. (laughs) I think that's the best answer in some cases.
1: Honestly, uh, I don't know. What's what's been put before me is a radio station Mm. uh, up on the west side, internet radio that's been put before me. So I'm thinking about doing that. Um, I wanna record a special while I got The Laugh Factory, so I'm getting the equipment for that, with the cameras and everything and stuff like that, and just shoot, you know, um, advertise me uh, and do a 30-minute special at The Laugh Factory so that I can have that, because while I got it, I might as well use it. Mm -hmm. And continue to help our other comics, put other comics on that stage, get as many comics on that stage, black on that stage. <laughs> I, I, I
0: put my name in the hat too. I'll write my name in for for you.
1: Get as many comics on that stage as I can before they kick me out. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been to the Laugh Factory. I think we're um, a- about the uh, darkest show they have. I don't know, I don't know if you've been at the other shows. Pretty uh, light. Mm-hmm. Bright.
0: <laughs> Yo, Hustle has a good turnout. though. Nice mixed crowd though, don't they?
1: Oh, well, yeah. That's because of us. <laughs> They didn't know that. Um, they thought... But, but I, look, I'm sorry because I know y'all going to hear this. I don't know what they thought. All I know is they're going to need more than one bartender. <laughs> okay. <laughs> put that out there. But uh, Yeah, I'm going to put that out there. You, I already you, talked to him. I got 230-something people. You I, understand you got you, I, 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 I understand you're probably not used to that. <laughs> but this is not the first time. Like, third time i talked to you. It's like third show. I,
0: I'm bringing people, bring people, bring people in. I'm um, bringing
1: people in. Call somebody at home. Get them out. The, all right. Never mind.
0: Yeah. they, they ain't going to say nothing. But what right. I'm going to ask is, I'm just ask these guests, like, three things you would tell somebody just starting out. Like you said, you took the step from working. Oh. Uh, three things. You, three things. Words of advice. You words would give.
1: of advice. Believe in yourself.
0: Number one. That's
1: number one. I'm going to say believe in yourself. Um. Believe in yourself and believe in yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I mean, okay, now, that covers everything when I say believe in yourself.
0: Because you If you start second-guessing yourself or questioning anything that right. you're doing, it's never going to be what right. you want it to be.
1: So, I believe in that first mind, believe in that first thought. When, when things start happening, okay, mm-hmm. when, and then when other people, quote-unquote, start believing in you, then they're going to give you their believing in you ideas mm. and they're going to give you more ideas and you already had your idea and that's how you got to this point and then you know they're going to tell you things like well, in order to go to the next point you, you got to do this, this you, you got to do this but what I've been doing been working so what right. I got to so, change so whatever you've been doing keep your foundation mm. whatever you, you've been doing that got you to this point don't get caught up in the hype because it's going to come and keep doing you and you can't take everybody with you. Mm-hmm. Just like you can't make everybody laugh. But the people that you make laugh, those are the people that you connect with, um, keep those people dear. Don't let the few people that didn't laugh discourage you on the inside because you still gotta be professional. Mm-hmm. And you still gotta give the people that are having a good time a show. So even if, even if you had a show and and you see people not having a good time, you see some other people having a good time, you still gotta give them a good show. So don't let that mess you Strain up mentally. You. Right. And then all of a sudden, they not having a good time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I like for everybody to have a good time. I really, really do.
0: I really, really do. But it might not work out
1: though. But it might not work out like that all the time. And that's me staying professional. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do my jokes, put my all into it. I'm saying, uh, I always say um, at times that comics care, too much sometimes and that's how their sets go off when when they care too much because an audience can see When when you're and you nervous fluster. and you're flustered and stuff like that, so I would say uh, And I know it's hard but you need to concentrate on what what uh, you're up there to do And then if all else fails do it for yourself Go back to my what I said in the beginning. I'm up there for me. Mm-hmm and do it for yourself and then you should be able to get them back. You should be able to get them back and start all over. But if not, sometimes you just got to chalk up a nightmare. <laughs>
0: you got to chalk up some bad ones. <laughs> man, <laughs> you look, some e- bad look,
1: everybody ones. Has had bad ones. And I always go back to cuz I just now started studying comedy and like Bill Burr had had like he, he just bombed like a year ago and he's been on comedy forever in Philadelphia.
0: Mm. Of all for me
1: harsh. <laughs> and if, if if he could ball, okay, and, and, to and, and he's been doing comment, he has a name, come on now. How am I gonna be that hard on myself mm-hmm. and I'm just starting out, you know? I'm still learning. Still learning, still mm-hmm. learning. You know, I don't have all the answers but I know how to fake it. <laughs> Make it seem like I do. <laughs> but I I'll be the first to tell you, dog man, I'm feeling my way like everybody else, man. I just more confident in my field. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. I'm just more confident in my field.
0: Number three.
1: Number three, man. I have a good support system.
0: And sometimes I think that could be. I would say that one person. That could be. No, 10 no, 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 People.
1: No. <laughs> that could be one person. All you need is one person. Like if if you got a friend, like anybody that's listening, if you got a friend then your friend will be your support system. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I mean, a friend, not just a name, but an actual friend, a friend will be your support system. Your ride mm-hmm. or die, whatever, male, female, ain't, ain't got to be nothing sexual, just, just your boy or anything like that that understands that's going to help you. I mean, you know, ha- have a good support system. If not that, go out and build one. Because mm. you can.
0: True. I I think that's the the point that I got to in a way with starting out. A lot of people, and it's funny because, like you said, it's people that be like, oh, your jokes, okay, they cool now. And then once you start getting better and everything, it's like, oh, okay. It could go either way. It Mm -hmm. could be like, oh, this shit is good. Mm -hmm. Oh, he getting better. No, it's bad. It's terrible. And then I turn around using my jokes. Come on, man.
1: (laughs) Right.
0: I'm laughing about it, but it comes with the territory. But when you say that, it's like, man, and, and that's kind of the phase that I got to with me doing stand-up and mm-hmm. podcasts. It's like, if you, and, and I explain this to everybody differently, but it's got the same thing. Mm-hmm. I had people that supported me all through my entire life with football and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, why you don't tell me about the comedy stuff? Why you don't tell me about that? But like, y'all was there since I was 10. So. Right. I think I could do this a little bit on my no. own. And if you really want to fuck with it, you know, come, right. come talk to me. I'm sorry I be the cuss, but, right. you know, come come check me out. But I don't put that obligation on exactly. anybody. And exactly. I think that's the most important exactly. thing. Because it is kind of narcissistic to think that you can get on stage and make everybody have a great time. <laughs> Just right. a little bit. But
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is, but if, I don't know. See, I don't know how a lot of comics start. Mm. Like the way I started was it it wasn't on stage. It was just off stage with my friends and going to parties. And, and I was like the, I was the life of the party. You understand what I'm saying? So I've been making everybody have a good time already. So why, get to why do that? not get <laughs> paid? Why not?
2: Why not?
1: Why can't I cause everybody all my years, like like people that see me now and be like, Man, I told you years ago so you should have been You you should have did it years ago people That's driving the bus right now. They see me, hey, uh, oh, oh, man, you was always funny. <laughs> uh, I knew you was gonna do it. You know, now you know right. understand what I'm saying now. But you know when you say? in that back situation, then, you represent
0: then, was, a company and you do it right, it's kind of hard to go out there, and right? Oh, Especially in what the what public he, like that. On CTA, he, hey, people what's see
1: you. Well, see, at the job, at the job we would, before we got the buses, everybody would be in, like, the break room mm-hmm. or something like that. Like just being silly,
0: shooting the shit. Ju-
1: just a big pin, you know, we had to check-in, and they had all these seats to have. A uh, hundred bus drivers just, you know, sit around, play cars, dominoes, mm-hmm. whatever, on your break, and this, that, and the other. So in, in the break area, right, for the hour, two hours, that uh, we were just there, just piling around watching TV, I, I was the one cracking jokes and stuff and going around, making people laugh and mm-hmm. stuff, and, you know, Getting the conversations going, being part of the conversations, and this, that, and the other, and you know, just uplifting everybody's spirit for that small period of time. Right. Because I knew what we had to, to go, out go out there out and do. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? I knew, I knew, I knew what we had, and then so I became like it. It'd be 6 in the morning.
0: Still good. As soon as get, I walk through the door,
1: I get people laughing. And and, and and ready for the day, you understand what I'm saying? And and, and I did that for 17 years. Mm-hmm. And everybody that worked with me can not tell you, and could test, yeah, he was, every day, didn't no matter what time of day it was, I don't know where he got the energy from. Because cause I was always in the Because you know you gotta I always got to deal with this the same energy bullshit. Right. <laughs> man, I know what the fuck we about to do, man. <laughs> You better get it up, get it up. I'm about to go out here and pick up these, man. No, man. Back then, we had to actually hand out transfers too. this. Is, this is back in the 90s,
2: man.
1: Mm. Oh, man. It was terrible. 79th Street was the worst street. We don't talk about Street, street man. man. That's home, man. That's man, home. That's what, man, please, if I can tell you how many people did not go out on that street, that's why y'all didn't get no service on 79th Street because the bus drivers were still back at the garage talking about, I'm not going out there no more. So it was like four buses missing. Oh, <laughs> talking about we are not going to uh, Ford City today. Oh, <laughs> I'm wow. stopping at West. That, everybody else not next bus. That oh, explains yeah. a lot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> see, see, never.
0: No, but I want to get sued. No, you, I don't know. Like, it's not even about being sued, man. but right. when you talk about Night Street, that's home, man. I know exactly I know. what you're talking about. That's why I'm like, man, so hard man. At it. <laughs> I stayed up for 81st in uh, Langley, man. Okay.
1: For years, I stayed over there. Man, I understand. So, I understand, I mean, I understand, but for the people that was driving the bus, like, when I was there, I mean, that's just what I did. And even with my family, you mm-hmm. know, even at the family reunions, it's the same thing. You know, everybody called me Kiki, that's my middle name, it's Keith, but they, you know, I, I grew up as Kiki, and, you know, Kiki coming around and this thing, the other make everybody laugh, and so it's just, it's just a natural thing for me. Mm-hmm. My biggest thing was doing comedy. Was like I can always be part of a conversation, but it was mm-hmm. starting the conversation. Mm. That was my issue. So, I, so it, it it in the beginning of me um, being a comp, I really didn't know how to start the conversation on stage with people to get them to start laughing.
0: I think that is something that you learn, and it's really weird because it always starts with a question. But did we live in this society where if you ask too many questions, I will just think dumb. Like right. no, it's not that right. I'm dumb. It's more so. That's how we. That's how conversations get started. That's Is this right? Is this wrong? Is, what happens if this happens? What do you think about this? You know, a lot of people don't want to be seen asking too many questions or anything like that. Or even just making an outlandish statement. Well, and yeah. Getting yeah talk. Cause it,
1: that's how I do mine. Mm. I make a statement. Mm. And then I tell you why I made that statement and why I stand by it. And then I, I make that part funny. What? I don't ask questions too much, really, because I really don't care about how you <laughs> I'm here to tell you about how I, I feel. feel. <laughs> like I said, that's it. And that. maybe that's my narcissistic <laughs> right. that part in my jokes, man, because I care about how you feel. You came to see me. I didn't come here to see No, you need to see what I feel like. Man, let me tell you how I feel about this statement.
0: Right. So, right. I mean, that's what... Are you familiar with Mr. Kanye West at all?
1: Yes, of okay.
0: course. so I asked each guest... I was with
1: Kanye West back in the day when uh, he was over there in Foster Park, sir. Oh,
0: man, I, I didn't know. You weren't I even born, sir.
1: How, how long ago was that? You weren't that? even born back then. This is back in the 80s.
0: Okay, yeah, you're right. I was on the tail 90s. end of that. I was on the tail Late end
1: Late 80s, in the 90s. But um, I didn't know Kanye, but I was over there with that
0: group that of people. Area. But um Which is crazy, because probably so did much know Kanye, talent, right? But
1: didn't but even know you know. I, I didn't even I know he was Kanye back then. <laughs> right. You that's understand the, what I'm saying? And <laughs> that's,
0: and that's, that's kind of the whole <laughs> he, idea. He's probably two stone bones, and <laughs> <is what> shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he wasn't even Kanye back then. Anybody use their real name back then we was gangbanging, nigga? Nigga, those two-stone, nigga. Two-stone bone, man. Oh, it's Kanye West, like... nigga. Now, right. <laughs> now, right.
0: But I asked these guests where they at on the Kanye confidence level. And that level goes, that, that scale goes from College Dropout to his latest album, Yay Now, not Life of Pablo. But right. your confidence or what your, what your comedy is doing, what you're doing right now. Where you think you are on that?
1: On oh, that. oh, well, on that scale, I'm, I'm still at the school level. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just put him somewhere yeah, between yeah, the college the, dropout the and co- graduation. Yeah, college dropout and graduation. That's that's about where I am. It's mm-hmm. about where I'm gonna stay. That's. I mean, I think I say that
0: because that's it, foreboding. <laughs> <laughs> and and you can put any adjective you want you to are, in front right. of that. <laughs> I feel you on that. I feel you on that because it's that's real. I feel you because it's like you can get to a certain point where even like even like you think of names like Chappelle. and I admire the most mm-hmm. Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. How his shit is just still I'm normal. I'm a regular guy. God. It's like no, you're not, Chris. But we just it's gonna real. act like well, you
1: are, <laughs> right?
0: So, but I feel you on I, that.
1: I'm gonna as we said earlier, stay humble. I think those were his humble albums. Mm. You understand what mm. I'm saying? So so yes, yeah, stay humble, and, uh, and 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 things uh, happen for you, and people will to say you are crazy. Real, cause not that he not doing what he can do, he's doing exactly what he can do. I mean, everybody's talking about it. He's, he's still making more money than I am, and that's and gonna blow
0: bigger, right? And that's the thing that's got me to the point where I mean, I, you don't have to agree with anything that he's doing or saying, but it's like damn, for us to be so outraged and upset about it. They still paying attention to this stuff. Exactly. <laughs> we just like if you you're, you're having a conversation with somebody.
1: <laughs> exactly. It, 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 that energy, those thoughts, is still planting seeds in yourself.
0: It's crazy. But uh um, we almost had an hour here, so that was pretty quick. Oh but man, just, I'm good,
1: yeah. I can stop for another hour and a half too, man. This I'm, is tight. I'm man. trying
0: to make sure the list is stick around and then when you make it or you use your right. name all over the market, right, you own right. the laugh factory, right, and then right. I'll okay, bring so you Okay, so look. Back. look, look.
1: Follow me on Facebook, Derek. Okay, there you go. Derek. D-A-R-R-I-C-K Jones. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, same thing. I appreciate y'all all y'all. Hey, look, y'all keep supporting Jordan Brown. Y'all. I appreciate that. Please man. keep supporting my brother, man. It's a good brother coming up. Uh, he, he got a lot of good things going on. And I'm here. I'm gonna support him. Support him. Support me. Keep it black. Keep it right.
0: Oh man, that's I appreciate it. I didn't even have to take that. That was not written down. We did not rehearse oh, no, that That's from the heart, man. <laughs> that's from the heart. But that's all I have for you, David. All I appreciate um, it. Thank So there you have it, guys. That was the latest episode of It's Your World with your host, JB, Jordan Brown, Dane Allen, Uptown Jordan Brown. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed that, man. I feel like Derek is going to do some big things in the city and just sitting down and hearing him talk about getting more Southside comics up to the North Side bringing Southside comedy all over the place, you know, like I think that's something that we need. As he mentioned in the episode, jokes and notes. And, um, I wasn't around uh, when they um first opened up. I mean, I was I was still a kid, though. And you hear about that place and you hope that, you know, it could come back and there'll be more places like that throughout the city where people can, you know, cut their teeth and really just build and um. I think he's on the right path of bringing that back and putting some kind of uh, mainstay into the city of black comedy like that up. And I really just feel like it's one of those situations where you got to like, man, I don't even know you. You got to grind. And he talked about that, you know, just putting everything together and really just coming up with different ideas of how to put shows on, and how to put different comics in the right positions to succeed, not only when you're trying to build revenue and a profit from what you're doing, the the fact that he's having guys come and really just, or girls, uh, ladies also, um, come out and just really do the best that they can on stage. And, he, and, and his open mic is one of those things, too, where it's super comfortable. So if you guys can look him up, find his open mic, man. It's up north. Um, and not only that, make sure you try to check out some of his shows at the Laugh Factory. Like, I feel like that's one of those situations where it's... To be starting out, really, you know, to, and to have a show at the lab Factory is re- it's really a big deal. And so, shit, before I left finishing the, the episode, I'm like, hey, man, make sure you put my name down as one of the comics that want to be able to come up and do a show with you, man. So, I feel like it's one of those situations where um, so, some really big things can happen from that. And I uh, really appreciate what he's doing. But also... Don't forget to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at it's your world pod underscore on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the Facebook page as well. It's your world podcast. Make sure you also follow me on IG and Twitter as well at it's Jordan, Bruh underscore J-O-R-D-A-I-N. The I mean some black bruh underscore. Also, um, summer pop up shop. The Boss Babes pop-up shop by our uh, first sponsor, ShopSMZ.com, is on Sunday, June 24th, 11 a.m. through 4 p.m. Come check it out, 1524 West 18th Street on the first floor. If you want more information on the uh, pop-up shop, make sure you check out the website, ShopSMZ.com. And also feel free to uh, send a few emails over there if you want to try and get in as a vendor. SidneyMZepeda at gmail.com. Check it out guys Appreciate you listening to the show And remember Don't forget to subscribe and review Leave a pretty dope uh, review for your boy Because we need them to move up In the podcast listings Also give us five stars Please give us five stars Five stars please Um, And yeah man Don't forget It's your world Do what you want with it I'm out guys See ya